Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever each and every one of you are joining us here for another session of Focus Females Global Chat Cafe, Saturday morning motivation show with me, Dr. C, a.k.a. the mediator and Shiro right here at our ground zero. I see a lot of people joining today. Welcome to those of you who are over in our call query and those of you who are over in our show chat room. Thank you for being here. 
Today, my special guest will be Shauna Gunter Steffens. She'll be joining me in a moment. Um, as you all know, we are here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, usually, what I do is I'll do a recap of topics and uh, motivational and inspirational pieces that I've shared during the week. But today, Shauna will be joining me for a special conversation because this is the end of the year. And every year we try to do something that's motivational and inspirational to help people. Ladies, today, this is Girl Talk Day today. And of course, gentlemen, you're welcome to join in. But today I want to talk to the sisters because Every year around this time, we know that those of us who are single and some of us who are in bad relationships, we tend to make some pretty, pretty bad mistakes. So today, it's all about relationship talk. Shauna is going to be joining me so that we can um, let you know about our journeys, because no matter what, ladies and gentlemen, and all the listeners throughout the world, Our means may be different slightly, but at some point we end up at the same place. And that's why these programs fall under the umbrella of Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network, because this is a journey that no one should ever have to walk alone. And one thing about our program is that we want you to know that we are real people with real hurt, real stories, and real healing. We've been down these roads. I never talk about things I don't know anything about. That's what show guests are for. So today, uh, Shauna, who is my empowerment expert and friend, she will be joining us. And um, my goodness, you all are really here to support Shauna today. And she is live, by the way. Um, Shauna, if you're there, I I have uh, Major Mike Hot. Today, sis, awesome. and I am uh, here. I jump. am here. <laughs> <laughs> we are so going to jump into this conversation. And for those of you over in the chat room, if you have a question or a comment, you can type it out, and I will address it, and we will address it, and I'll read it on air for you. Those of you in our call query, and it is a ton of you today. You must be pretty popular, sis, because the call query is popping. You can press the number one on your phone to join us for our conversation. And um, let me give you all a little bit of backdrop about, well, FOCUS. FOCUS is an acronym. It is a um, trademarked, a federally registered and trademarked acronym. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. We are a global initiative. We have uh, members throughout the world, just like our program is throughout the world. And um, we are looking to expand in every way possible so that we can become a world-known force to be reckoned with. And today, um, just a little backdrop about how Shauna and I had met um, a few years ago. What was it, Shauna? Maybe 2004, three, four, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Shauna, yeah. She was actually a guest on another program, and I reached out to her, and I believe it was a private message, and I said, hey, I'm, back then I was just C. Maria Wall, which I still am, but, you know, I've kind of evolved since then. But um, I told her, sight unseen, didn't know this woman from Eve, but I said, you know what, I see something in you 
that you may not recognize yet. You know, I see great potential. And from there, here we are, just to make that long story very short. So um, I put out mm, last week, about a week or so ago, that I was offering um, some consultations for the holidays. And Shauna, she wrote and she said, sis, you know, it's not funny. I'm dead serious. Let's talk. And um, the time that we had available was 4 a.m. in the morning. And uh, we got on the phone. We talked for about two and a half hours or so. And um, be that as it may, again, long story short, I said, hey, you should come on the show this Saturday and um, we can continue this conversation because this is the perfect time for us to open up and share about relationships and the steps that we took to heal. Because trust me, no relationship is easy. No relationship is going to be sunshine and puppy dogs. Even if you know that it's time for you to leave, it still hurts for many of us. Whether, it's, uh, whether you were dating or whether it was a marriage, it still hurts. And some of us, we tend to give chances when we should not have, and we tend to prolong the inevitable. And even after the fact, sometimes um, the exes try to uh, stay around or rekindle, whatever the case may be. So today, we're going to be sharing our journeys and how we are or where we are on our road to recovery. So, you know, since we were talking a couple days ago and um, you were sharing some of your story about, um, let's just do this, ladies. We're not going to sugarcoat anything here because we're not good at sugarcoating here. So we're just going to call it our end games. And um, if you would like, I'd like for you to pick up or sh- just backtrack a little bit and then bring us up to this moment and we'll get into the real uh, nitty gritty of today's program. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. C for having me. Thank you for everyone who is joining this call, your listeners. Um, I'm sure over this course of your time with Dr. C, you have grown tremendously and we are going to grow even a little further today to help us get over the last few days of 2019 and move into 2020, which is going to be all of our best years yet. So as Dr. C said um, a few days ago, about a week or so ago, when she posted, um, she was offering free consultations. And I said to myself, you know, she's going to laugh at me, but I need to reach out to my sister and talk to her about a couple things. And from that conversation, I really was able to dive deep into some of the things that I've been actually ignoring, some of the things that I had saw on the table that was right in my face, but I wanted to ignore because that means I may have had to revisit a few things and look in the mirror. So I am divorced. Um, it's been, what, maybe three, three, three and a half years now. And um, Dr. C actually was in my life at that point. That you know, through with her other her talk show radio, we did a marathon of hope and things like that. And she gave me an assignment for the marathon of hope to speak on hope. And I remember saying, "How am I going to speak on hope when I'm going through an ugly divorce and I don't have hope right now?" But that was one of the best assignments that I've been given in life, because from that assignment, I was able to rekindle a fire within me to know that. 
ending a relationship, the ending of a dream. Sometimes, you know, you're holding on with your claws, the tip of your fingers, because you don't want to let go. But there's still hope. It's going to be painful. There's going to be a flood of emotions. But there's still hope. No matter what you face, facing, there is still hope. My divorce was partially played out in public, in the public eye, which add, gave added pressure. Um, it caused me to have very, I was very resentful towards my ex for a long time because I didn't ask for some of the things that were dished to me. And I found myself crying a lot um, because of the loss of the dream, but because of how I had to live through his mess. First, let me first say, he and I are very good friends now. We laugh, we joke, um, and we support each other in our endeavors today. But it was a three-year journey to get there. So I encourage each and every one of you, no matter where you find yourself today, there is hope. So let me give you a little background about why I reached out to Dr. C., let me, let me, let me, Shana, yes, let me, let me stop you there because you know what, let, let me explain to all of you listening. You don't have to call me Dr. C. You really don't. You know me. I'm still Good. crazy. I'm like, see Maria. See Maria. <laughs> see Maria. Um, and for those of you, if you reach out to me after this, I'm just see Maria. Yes. I, that is my title for the program. And when I'm in, you know, professional mode, but you know, we're friends. We go way back. Girl, I introduced you to half and half. So, yes. <laughs> yes. I had no idea what lemonade and iced tea was. She took me to a restaurant when I visited her in Maryland. I said, well, what is that? So, <laughs> Been drinking know, it ever I, since. You know, we, yes. You know what? We are down to earth here. So I want us to be like we have always been. And yes. for those of you first time, you're probably saying, "Oh, this is the craziest sin." You have no idea. None. <laughs> you know, as this program goes on, you will see because you know she's very nice, and you know she's already telling you that her and her ex were, um, you know, they're friends and they get along. And I'm gonna just put it out there: my ex and I, he's still a monster. You know, they say that one person's. <laughs> You know, trash is another person's treasure. Well, my trash became the other woman's trash. She is just willing to accept it. So, again, people, I don't get hung up on those. um, You don't have to write to me, say, Dear Dr. C, unless you choose to do so. That's strictly for the program and when I'm in professional mode. But Shauna is also a friend. So, and all of you listening, I want you to understand something, that, yes, I only go into full-blown, professional mode when I have to, but we're all family here. And one thing about our program is that I always say, and Shauna can attest to that, you come here as a guest, but you leave as a friend and family. And that's where we are now. Um, So for those of you who are over in our show chat room, thank you so much. And before we move on, one thing that I do at the beginning of every program, which I was so excited to get this started, I didn't do, but as I said, we're global, and I want, Shauna, of course, for me to give us a shout-out to all of the countries and provinces who support us week after week. When we run our reports, I am still very appreciative of all of you. And all of you on the call, Corey, I hope that you continue to 
support Shauna and all that she does, whether it's with this program or wherever she goes, because I'm telling you, this sister is a force to be reckoned with. And this is like the icebreaker now, because I don't want this to feel like we're just doing a lecture or lesson. You're going to, we're going to get very real with you. Um, We're all sitting here. I hope all of you who are listening, you're in a comfortable place, kick off those shoes and maybe we're going to say something that you've been dying to say, but you're just not ready to say it yet. So we're going to channel you and speak some truth from different angles of this thing called life and relationships and when they just don't go very well um, in the end. But So before we go back to Shauna, let me just give a shout out to the United States of America, Canada, United Kingdom, Greece, Spain, Mexico, Brazil, Chile, Sweden, Germany, France, Russia, Hungary, Romania, Turkey, Iraq, Algeria, Saudi Arabia, Kenya, South Africa, Pakistan, India, Thailand, Vietnam, China, the Philippines, South Korea, Japan, Malaysia, Cambodia, Australia, New Zealand, and as of last week, Denmark. So again, each one of you... You're sharing this uh, program. We're sharing this program throughout the world. And I want you all to know that now that you're here, you're welcome to come back. You're welcome to reach out to Shauna. This is about being transparent and real. And so many of you are sitting on these lines today that I want you to reach out. If you have something that you just need to say, you don't need to give your name, but if you want us to speak to your spirit about something, today is your day. If you want to join us in our conversation at any point in time, because it says 15 to 30 plus minutes, this is going to be a lengthy program today. So if you want to speak For those of you in the call query, you can press the number one on your phone, and that will let me know that you want to be on air. Again, you don't have to give your name if you don't want to, but if you have something that you'd like for us to speak about at some point during our program, press that number one, because I don't want anyone going into this new year feeling like you are alone. Trust me, between Sean and me and the different compare and contrast between our marriages and our breakups, and trust me, she's going to be laughing in a few moments because when I come back, you know, they laugh at my poor, my poor, you know, breakup. I don't know why they laugh at my pathetic existence, but I'm going to give it back to Shauna now because hers is going to be so much more wonderful to listen to than mine. So Shauna, just take it away. <laughs> Go right ahead. First, let me say it's for the new listeners today. <laughs> uh, see, Maria's we story is amazing. Um, it will have you laughing, <laughs> but see? it is a story what that I mean? you guys will have to one day hear. Um, it's, it's a different kind of a story, but it is funny. Definitely a challenge because I will just simply say that I don't know if I would be able to wake up every day and see my ex across the street. So just amazing how she handles it. That's a whole nother story in a show in itself. Um, so let see me go I mean? back and say that I'll give you a little back uh, background about my marriage, uh, the relationship itself. Um, 
And let me first say that one of the things that C. Maria believes in is unscripted. <laughs> so when I first used to um, talk on her show, I was like, well, I have to write something down because I have to be able to, you know, flow and follow the flow. And she's like, unscripted, unscripted. So we are totally unscripted. So if you hear my dog, I did try to put the muzzle on him so he wouldn't bark, but you never know. So that's just how we roll here um, with C. Maria. So background. Um, I was married for about 13 years, um, knew him for, oh, I want to say almost 18 years um, prior to that. So not prior, I'm sorry, 13 years married, about 18 years of knowing him. Um, I met him when my daughter, my oldest daughter, was 10 months old. She's now 22. Um, We were friends. We were truly friends. He lived in a different state, although he was from the area. Um, And we built our relationship on becoming friends. And we were very successful at that. What I realized, hindsight, was before we got married, he had a friend for different categories of his life, like a lot of people do. And I realized that I was categorized as a spiritual friend. And that's okay. I'll take that. And I probably really over, did it overboard on our first date because I didn't know this man from Adams. And I had my one girlfriend call to check in on me. And I overtalked Jesus to sk- try to scare him away. <laughs> so, and he probably thought I was a nutcase. But um, we really built a really great foundation. We have daughters. Um, from, you know, different relationships that were one day apart. So it was always good to, you know, see their growth, even though um, the I wasn't able to be the as present stepmom in my stepdaughter's lives because of various reasons. Um, we always had that the closeness and the bond there. When we first got married, well, let me back up. We took a test in our church that we used to go to. Um, this particular pastor who was over the marriage ministry, he would make you take this written test, um, and I think it may have been on the computer, but we took this very long, drawn-out test. We got the results back, and it was probably um, about a half an inch binder thick of paperwork. And when you're in love, you don't really care about the results of those kind of tests because you're saying, well, they don't know me. (laughs) Now, I did not read maybe, but I kind of skimmed the first couple pages, and I tucked it away. And I'm going to come back to that because I found it, I think, maybe a year ago. And one of the pages that I just happened to flip to, had I read it prior to marriage, we would never have gotten married. So I began my journey with my husband, um, and it started off very rocky. I had a stepdaughter, my oldest stepdaughter, that um, she was not a fan of me, of mine, and um, so that made it even more difficult because coming into a a marriage, a relationship where there's children from outside relationships, it you wanna you wanna do a, a wonderful blended family, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Um and I also wanted to support him because his daughters did not reside in the same state. So I it was a challenge to juggle that. So I had to bite my tongue a lot, um, and smile a lot. Um, keep my opinion to myself. And some of you who may know me, I have a lot of opinions <laughs> and I like to um, share them. So that was challenging. And actually, when I first met his ex-wife, she lived not too far from you, see Maria, same area, same city. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there with her. Um, I believe it was my own stepdaughter's birthday. 
and we're sitting there, and she turned to me and told me she wished me luck, you know, and she shares a couple things, and I'm like, oh, honey, that was just you. <laughs> it's not me. I'm Shana, <laughs> you know, after all. Well, there were some things that had, she, there were some things she stated had some truth to it. He and I quickly realized that we probably should have waited a, either a little longer um, prior to getting married. We were just so excited to have rekindle. We were together for so many years, then we kind of broke off and he went his direction, I went my direction, and he um his direction was with his youngest daughter's mother. And my direction I got engaged to someone else um that was the epitome of a narcissist. Probably his picture was next to a couple other people's pictures <laughs> that I know in the dictionary. Um, and I'm glad that that didn't work. And when that didn't work, one day I reached out to him and was like, Hey, you know, I need that friend that we used to have. And then I found out he had just recently broke up with his, um, in his relationship with his daughter, mother. And we just quickly moved into what we became. I want to say it was maybe seven months of an engagement. And then we got married because we, after, after all, we thought that, you know, we were each other's best friends. Um, and we were meant to be, you know, he had this whole thing written down in his Bible about me and finding me and being his, you know, the apple of his eye type of thing. So we we got married and quickly into the marriage, I'm talking literally people weeks into the marriage, I started making a joke, which is probably not the best thing to say when you first get married. But I kept saying I should have married someone else. I didn't have someone else in mind of who that was, but I just something wasn't right from the beginning. We always hear sometimes how they say, oh, the woman changed, right, when she said, I do. Well, there's probably some truth in that. But in this case, my statement was the man changed. And there were things that I found out about him that I wish I would have found out prior to marriage. And I didn't even know all those years of us being friends. Um, And so that became some, that brought challenges to the relationship as well, because now I have to get to know me, you know, as as a wife you know, a mother, a stepmom, and all these different things, and it was very hard for me. We got married in March. By December, we were pregnant. That was very challenging and hard for me because here I am in a relationship that did not have a lot of intimacy. We didn't have a deep connection, and when we found out I was pregnant, we were actually house shopping. And there was a house that had cream carpet in every room except one bedroom that had blue carpet. And for the life of me, I remember sitting on the steps looking in the room like, why does that room have blue carpet? And then right after that, we had a heated discussion about a couple things. And lo and behold, we found out we were pregnant and ended up being a boy, so hence the blue carpet. Sometimes God's sense of humor is really funny. Um, But when I found out I was pregnant, when we found out we were pregnant, uh, my my ex-husband used to carry, keep a little black book, and he shared one of his entries with me after we found out that I was pregnant that said, is it mine, which was like putting a dagger through my heart because here I am trying to make the best of something new, a marriage. Here I am trying to die to self because I'm doing everything that my church mothers told me to do and how to be, you know. Shauna, stay quiet. Shauna, you know, support. Shauna, do this. You know, learn to cook. All these different things. Still trying to master the cooking thing. However, you know, I gave what I know knew how to give. And here we are, pregnant, and that's one of the first things I have to hear. 
you could have just shot me through the heart and just let me lay and to die at that point because how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? How do you go through a pregnancy knowing that your husband questioned something that was never even that never should have even been a thought? So he was present through the entire um, pregnancy. He was there physically. He came to all the doctor's appointments. Um, but then moving fast forward to the delivery room, I remember it's, you know, and I picked a, a hospital that was a lot further out than I probably should have having to, you know, get to it. But I just wanted to be away from certain people and, you know, certain atmospheres. So it took us about maybe 45, 50 minutes to get there. So on the drive to the hospital, I just remember looking out the window and was wondering, like, how how this was going to go. Because remember in my head, you know, I've already told myself this man really doesn't want me and he's already questioning my child, which was hands down, not even a question. But how do you deal with that? I'm about to give birth to this man's son. And I remember, you know, in the delivery room, I'm giving birth, and my son comes out. And before he comes out, I'm sorry, I remember the doctor leaning to my husband and saying, Encourager, say something to your wife. She's giving birth to your son because he was there physically. But the support wasn't there. The coaching that he should have given wasn't there. My son's born, and she had to turn to him once again and say, kiss your wife on the forehead. Tell her a great job. She just birthed your son. Tell her you love her. And that should have been a huge red flag. But, you know, you're emotional. You just had a child. Hormones are everywhere. But that was the dictating, that dictated how my relationship was going to be going forward. And it was painful. I wish I could tell you, I'd tell the listeners how wonderful it was and we grew into something amazing. We did have some growth in some areas, but to know in the back of your head, I relived those moments over and over again for 13 years. Yeah. Some people say, well, you should have just forgiven him and you should have gotten, gotten over it. But how do you get over something like that? Because this is your lifelong partner. Go ahead. Excuse me. Yeah, I was. What you just said uh, again, the the infamous inexperienced experts that can tell you everything about what you should have done in your relationship. Um, For those for those of you listening, as I said, this is kind of a compare and contrast. And that particular statement that Shauna you just made, it just kind of struck a nerve with me because as I shared with you uh, the other day, I had a neighbor who said, you know, you know, it's a shame because, you know, my ex was so wonderful and nice. And I told her, you can have it. I won't even stand in your way because there are so many people who um, know how to fix you without realizing just how broken they are. And that's where I think the problem comes in. Another thing that you talked about is, which is probably a show for another day, is when you know you're you're you went to the church and people were telling you basically to be the subservient wife, learn how to cook and clean and grin and bear it. Whoever told you all of these things, ladies, everyone listening, whether you're a man or a woman, you have the right to be happy and respected and. Just being subservient and grinning and bearing it and just allowing people to use you as their footstool, that's not it. I don't care what anybody says. So, again, you have to know who you're getting your 
expert, so-called expert. I agree. Are you still there, C. Maria? You kind of dropped off. Can you hear me? Uh oh. I can't hear anybody. Can you hear me?
Can everybody hear Maria? me now? I can yes, hear you is. now. Yay! Was I was like, you know what? Ooh, they don't want me to tell my story. <laughs> I can I'm have like, y'all wait on a minute. all morning. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Like, hmm. Satan, no, you won't. Not today. Not I'm like, today. not today. That means, that means somebody needs to hear <laughs> something we're going to say today to, to encourage them to live their best life. <laughs> Well, I hope that some of the listeners have rejoined us. I really hope they've rejoined us. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Sorry about that, everybody. Technical difficulties. (laughs) It wasn't us. Blame it on the devil. All right? (laughs) So before I go back into the story, do you have anything you want to throw in, add, question? Um, Where do we leave off? Because, um, again, I I want people to understand something. Yes. We were talking about what we were passionate about when other people chime in with advice, especially from the church. And, you know, you and I can go on and on about that. Right. So, again, that could be a show for another day. And I want you all to understand something here that um, you might want to go back over and um, let me – I'm going to try to do an announcement that we are back on air. Uh, hopefully that won't happen again, but uh, if it does, you can keep talking, and, and I'll try to bring it back online from this end, because that took some doing, but um, okay. yeah, Sorry, I'm guys. thinking that <laughs> that, um, hold on, we are back, well, like I said, it's not scripted, so. Nope. They know that now. (laughs) This is what we do and how we do. That's right. Well, luckily for my first show back on, I'm not driving and everything because, you know, back in the day when we would do these shows, I would be driving. You would hear horns honking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what just happened, people, but I'm sorry about that. And um, Sheba, welcome back. I see that you are back. Um, I'm sorry about that. I was misreading your name last week when you were on, but I know it's Sheba B. Uh, Welcome back to the chat room. Um, If you have a question or comment, feel free to chipe. Feel free to chipe it. Feel free to type it in the chat room, and I will read it for you on air, and Sean and I will respond. For those of you who are back online, if you shared the program, please reshare it and tell them that we are back online. Uh, Technical difficulties are a lie, and um, we defeated that, and we are back. So, again, you were you were talking about one of the things that I wanted you to kind of fast forward to, Shauna, was yes. um, when uh, the other day you were talking about how I believe it was after the divorce that you all, you know, he was bringing you flowers and taking you out and oh, things goodness. like that. Yes, I definitely yes. want so to get to let me. That so that's part. good. Thank you for bringing me bringing me to that because, and I guess some of the stuff I just share can tie into this because now you see where my hurt comes from. In the we know within the marriage, and so I'm going to say this, and I'm going to jump right into that. So at the at our divorce, you know, and I was honestly, I promise you, I even though I had been hurt so much, and I can tell you that if he was on the phone, he would say, you know, I hurt his feelings in some ways as well. 
However, the space I was at in my life, it was just like, okay, God, if this is supposed to be, if this is supposed to be my journey, I'm willing to go through this journey, but know that I'm open. If you want to fix this at the very last minute before that gavel is hit hit on that, um, that table or whatever it is, I would be okay and say, okay, let's fix this because that's how much faith I had. At the divorce hearing, when she said, you're now divorced, the gavel hits, and this man jumps up and starts screaming, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there, and my attorney tapped my leg and said, don't, don't respond, because I'm standing there like, how in the world are you rejoicing when you brought so much hurt to me? So after the divorce now, it was, it was a little tense for a while because there was some really some, some heavy stuff that occurred at the end. And when we got to that space to finally have a conversation, it took a couple years to actually have this conversation, and we had it, and it was, let me help you understand what you did to me emotionally and mentally through this marriage and through the divorce. And he shared a few things. I shared a couple things. And for the first time, out of all those years of being together and being married, I remember him telling me that, For the first time, I believe now that you did love me. This man walked around apparently all this time, even in the marriage, not believing that I even loved him. I'm probably on the colder side, so I can understand that a little bit. Um, So then what he decided to do was to date me, I guess you can call it. Even though we weren't dating, he wanted to show his appreciation for me um, as a person. He kept telling me how beautiful I was. He was becoming this man that... I wanted when we were married. He would bring me a flower. Let's, let me take, oh, he took me out to eat a few times. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I loved it. Because here it is, ultimately, even though we're divorced, here's a person that I was married to and loved at one point deeply, and he's now becoming this knight in shining armor. And sometimes we're blinded, <laughs> you know, when they come around, when they realize what they had. And it was a temporary blindness (laughs) because, you know, I had to quickly, you know, say, well, girl, what are you doing? You know, you you can't forget all these different things. And one day when I was kind of fantasizing about, wow, what it would be like to have our family structure back together. And in our conversation on our, you know, us eating dinner somewhere, you know, he mentioned, he, he just flat out said, I don't, I, I asked him, would he ever be mar- remarry again? And he said, no. He, then he said, no, I, I don't want to marry. I would never marry you again. And that same dagger that I felt when I told him we found out we were pregnant and the same dagger I felt several times throughout our marriage, I felt it again. And that's when I said, girl, if you don't pick yourself up and throw the deuce out of this man and keep going live your life. And that was when I, even though I thought I I was healing before then, that's when my true healing took place at that moment. All right. I shared that. And that's the truth. I shared that with people. (laughs) So we are shedding some layers today, people, not just you guys, but I am as well. And well, you know, what I, go ahead. That's, that's one of the things that, I wanted, um, I envisioned when I thought about you coming on was the fact that I wanted you to learn how to 
release and find, because yes. I think our conversation had started because you were lost and you didn't know mm-hmm. what direction you should have been going in. And for right. for me, I, I told you, I heard you. I said, I hear your message. Your message is that you're lost. I said, that is your message. That is your direction. You have to be able to share that. And that particular part, I wanted you to share with the listeners because, number one, so many of us, we try to rekindle those old flames. We, we, some of us, we want to get back what yeah. we once had. And that old adage goes, love don't love no one who don't love you. When that time is over, that time is over. It's not coming back. If it does in some cases, which are anomalies, maybe, but for most of us, that's never going to happen. And even during my time, Shauna was wonderful. She was more receptive for me. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. If I'd come home and see some potted plant on my front porch, I'm thinking it's a bomb and I should call the police, you know, or the bomb squad, (laughs) or who is sending me this stuff? Why do I have a box of roses on my porch? You know, this is not going to happen. And for me, I believe that my ex, he was more trying to, Recourt because he wanted to get me back in his grasp to then drop me because I was probably the first woman in his entire life who did not come running after him and still don't. So, again, I wanted today to be about giving you all some sense of compare and contrast because some people could be sitting there listening saying, see, you know, that's wonderful and great, but that's not what happened to me. So every time we do these types of shows, we're going to bring you little snippets and bits and pieces of uh, the differences. And again, as I said, our means differ slightly, but the end was the same. Shauna was divorced. I'm divorced. The difference is that I knew when I, I don't give those types of chances. And that's one of my flaws, perhaps, but I never look backwards. It's not, no, don't you come to me after all that you've done. Don't come back. I'm not trying to hear that, you know, I didn't know that you loved me. So you went out and did, you know, if you want to get into that part of it, Shauna, you went out and did all of these things. Now, for that, both of us can say, oh, so you went out and did all of these things to me because of this particular explanation. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, see, no. And um, so when, think back on that for me, because when you were thinking about, oh, it would be nice for us to get back together and all of this and that. At what point did you just drop and forget all of the things that he did that led up to the point of what we're calling today the end game, which is a.k.a. the divorce? Mm-hmm. Did you really I think, think that, mm-hmm. you know, I that, did. oh, no. 
okay, that's your your excuse. So now I'm going to wipe that away and just, if he had said yes, would you have just said, okay, let's redo this? Because before you, 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 you speak on that, I had a, a friend who um, I had explained. I always tell people, someone posted this on social media early in the week. Um, if you had a friend and you know that the, 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 the spouse or the significant other was doing something very wrong, whether it's cheating or something illegal, would you tell them or not? Most people said, no, I'm going to mind my business. For me, I would tell you one time, and then I'd leave it alone. And this particular friend, she actually heard what I said, and then down the road remarried the same person, then divorced the same person because that person had not changed. And the story was almost similar where, you know, we got back together and and he did this and that. And this is a person, though, she said she was born to be a housewife. She wants somebody to take care of her. So that in itself, and I'm not saying that that's you, but there could be someone listening who feels the same way, that they were born to, to have someone take care of them. And that in itself, I think, is a conversation for another day, but. Back to my question for you, had he said yes, would you have done it all over again with the hopes of a different result? Well, let me first say I would probably, even if he said yes or Shauna, you know, I want you back, let's work this out, I probably would have had a quick moment of temporary insanity and you know, fantasize like, wow, we could do this, we could do this. However, when I would have taken a step back later that night when I'm at home by myself and just taken five seconds to think about all the things that I went through and the pain and unnecessary, you know, arguments and things like that, I would have came to my senses and said no. I think that when you hear, when you long to hear something from someone, the I love yous, or you're beautiful, you're amazing, you know, you're wise, all those wonderful things that you just wait, you've been waiting to hear for 13 years in your marriage. And when I heard it, it just was like, it, it felt good. It felt good. And I think that I was more intrigued by and mesmerized by finally hearing what I wanted to hear from the person that at that point I wanted to hear it from that I was blinded, quit, you know, temporarily of what we could be. And, you know, so thanks to him when he quickly said that we wouldn't be together, and he didn't, he didn't know that I had even thought about it, like, wow, is this, can we do this? But when he said, you know, we couldn't be, it was just like, you're right, we can't. And that was the nail in the coffin. And from there... We, you know, that's how our relationship evolved to what it is today. Um, as painful as it was, and it wasn't as painful to, you know, to hear that this time around as it was, you know, going through the marriage and hearing all those other things. But it was just, it was a moment where I realized I have to release and let go and live. And getting to that point is challenging for people because we want to hold on. We don't want to be, we don't want to fail at certain things. I I didn't particularly care if what people had to say about us. For goodness sakes, half of my stuff was on the TV, on the news and things like that. But 
you just you want to believe that, especially when you are really into church and you're listening to what everyone is saying and you're praying and you're praying and you know if you're if you have great faith you know you wouldn't give up and you know you want to show the world and show yourself that you know your faith is what won the you know and healed the relationship and that's just not always the case. And I got mad with God. I was really upset with God because, like, you know, I did this right because I, I, my God, I did this relationship right because there was no sex before marriage in my relationship because that's what I was so we can't do that. So we didn't. And not I wasn't told by the church just from upbringing in the Bible. It was like, I'm going to do this relationship right. So I was so confused. Like, God. I did this one right, and it was one of the worst ones I've ever experienced in my life. And so at that point, none of the church moms could say much to me because I did, I prayed, I did the prayers, I did the fasting, I did the laying before God and, you know, trying to bargain and compromise with him and, you know, almost beg, and it, it wasn't worth it. Right. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth me losing my dignity. It wasn't worth me losing myself. You know, coming out of that marriage, it put me on a, a, a path to try to find myself. And as a life coach, you start pouring into other people and helping other people overcome their, you know, their obstacles to, you know, to see them to victory. And you get so wrapped up in helping everyone else succeed and heal and achieve that sometimes you forget about the little girl in you. Right. Which led me to reach out to see Maria years later. Here I am. I've moved on. You know, the relationship I tried to have after that, uh, that didn't go well either. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay, I got to take a, I got to stop and take a look at me and work on me. That relationship right. afterwards left me with bruises. Literally. And that's when I was like, I can't I do this think, anymore. I think that one of the things that you just said is that in that respect, I do think that um, it does leave us bruised because I, I, I'm to that point in my life where if I see one thing that I know that I'm just not going to put up with, <clears throat> I'm not going to put up with it. The end. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for um, anything. If if I know that it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And um, let me backtrack a little bit, though, because one thing that you said, again, sparked an interest, was the fact that, you know, he said all the right things. And he wanted to tell you that you were beautiful and such and such. But the one thing that you didn't say was, and I think that so many of us tend to overlook this when we hear all of those things that you just spoke about, was that, was there ever an acknowledgement and an apology? Yeah. So, yes, when we finally sat down and had that tough conversation, he he did apologize. And when we got to that space to have that conversation and he finally, you know, acknowledged his wrongdoings and how he treated me. And he realized now that he didn't treat me as the queen that I should have, how I should have been treated as his queen. And, 
you know, it was it was kind of bittersweet. It was like, you know, it was literally, I can tell you my head said, about time you acknowledge, you know, the mess you were, you know, <laughs> about time you apologize. This is the least you owe me. And right. I think that I kind of was like, I'm going to have a dinner with him because that's the least he owes me. But he did apologize. We both apologized. You know, I, he apologized for a lot of things. He apologized for the lack, the absentness, the disconnection. He apologized for a lot. And then I turned around and said, okay, I know my mouth can be a lot sometimes. <laughs> so there were things that I had to own. And when you, when I got to that space of owning for me, like I said, all this is at the same time. That's when healing took place. And I realized, right. I preach, you know, know your worth, know your worth. And at that point, I was like, I know my worth. And I don't have to, I, I can't go back. It's not an option. Right. And that's, and that's I think one of that, the things that, ahead. oh, that's one of the things that I think that a lot of people have the hardest problems with that they cannot and they should not go back. And so many of them do. And that's how we end up in that thing called insanity because we keep going back expecting a different result. And even if the apology was genuine or disingenuine, the bottom line is That once you get to that point where it's an apology, apologies don't mean that everyone needs to let everyone back into your lives. It doesn't work that way. Apologies and forgiveness comes to allow an individual or the involved individuals the chance to be free, to move on, to heal. That's what the apology starts the healing process, the forgiveness helps it to end the beginning. And then you can move on from there. But so many people are still longing for and looking for, again, so many of the listeners still want to hear the Tell Me I'm Beautiful. There was some program, some movie I was watching the other day, something about some mermaid in the lake or something. And um, the key phrase throughout the movie was, tell me I'm beautiful, or tell me you love me, or do you love me? Tell me you love me. Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me you love me. And so many of us as women, we love to hear those words. We really do. I mean, what what woman wouldn't want to hear that she's beautiful, especially coming from the lips of the person who she thinks is the best thing since sliced bread and air almost on this earth. But a lot of times we get hooked up with the people who, as my ex-husband used to share, and you know I've shared this before, he says to women what he knows they want to hear. The problem was when he and I first met and we were dating, we did the old-fashioned dating and all of that, and I think he got the impression that I was just going to be another pushover, which was his downfall and mistake, because absolutely not. Um, when I see something going wrong and all of a sudden the lies come and the women start to show up and the the um, the money tends to disappear, uh, no, I'm not here. 
if I'm not going to have to change his diaper because he's got some type of an ailment, I'll be darned if I'm going to baby this man and then end up being the breadwinner to take care of a useless warm body, you know, in my cold bed. If I'm that cold, I can get an electric blanket. So, again, um, for those of you who are still here, if you want to join our conversation, please do. You're welcome. Press the number one on your phone. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, you can always uh, join us because that's what this is about. And for those of you who came back or stuck it out while we went through our technical difficulties, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I, I can't let another minute go by without thanking you for that. But when we're talking about, and you said, Shauna, that you and he, you know, you can, you're civil to one another. Um, and you said, I believe you said that you all are like the best of friends and all of that. Um, no, we're not the best of friends. No, no, how, no, no. Okay, good. I was like, wait we a minute. Are, I was hoping I didn't hear that. I said, let me just throw no, that out there. No, I'm like, no. I hope you didn't say that you were the best <laughs> friends. Because I was no, like, how do you become the best friends? You're cordial. Okay. Well, yes, yeah. we're you very can, cordial. Well, me, we're very, we we and, co-parent well together. Yes. Right. Well, you're co-parent. Uh-oh. I'm having more Some, incidences today. Yep, something but, to fail. So I want, can I go? But, I just want to touch back on something you said, though. You know, we how women long to hear, you know, those the words of encouragement, the beauty, you know, the compliments, you know, the edification. Right. We Women do love to hear that. But what I had to – what I realized going through this was that I had to work on my self-love for myself to myself because if you don't take that time, if I didn't take that time to invest in me, you know, lifting mm-hmm. myself up, becoming, knowing who I was, the problem is the pattern repeats itself. Then you're going you're right. to the next relationship. And you experience the exact same thing. And then you want to say, look at me. Am I beautiful? Acknowledge me. See me. You got to see yourself first. You got to love yourself first. Because until you can look in the mirror with all your flaws, what, who knows what those flaws are. It might be a scar. It might just not be the ideal body. It might whatever. It might be, you know, four failed marriages. I don't know what that is. But until you can look at yourself with those flaws and those scars and genuinely say, I love me, all of me, you're going to keep repeating it. You're going to keep attracting people in your life that aren't going to be able to see your worth because you can't even see your own worth. Correct. That was key for me to turn around. Right. And I think that so many of us, we need to recognize our worth. And we don't. So many of us don't. We choose to put ourselves in that back burner, Mm -hmm. and we want to continue to, how do I say it? We want to still try to fix the world. We want to be there for the world. And sometimes it's okay for us to look in that mirror and tell that person looking back that, hey, you're deserving of respect, love, and everything positive. So sometimes it's okay for us to accept for ourselves what we are always giving to others. Exactly. And that's it right there. And I invested in me. I started to do things that I like. 
Um, some people know that I have a love for kayaking. Um, and in the warm months, which are only a few in the year here, <laughs> you know, I just, I really dove into trying new things. You know, I, I got online and joined a few groups um, through Meetup and would just go on different excursions, whether it been hiking, kayaking, you know, a car game, whatever. I just started getting out and meeting people and not to meet people to have new friends and have this whole new group of people to hang with, just one off. I figured, let me, let me try, I had to rediscover me. And as right. I tried new things, I, I, I got to know me again, you know, and yes, I did the date yourself and took myself to restaurants and to the movies and things like that. But when you're still, when I kept myself in isolation, you know, it was still, uh, the fight was so much harder to get through. I told myself, because I do isolate quickly, and I had to tell myself, right. no, we can't, keep, we can't keep hiding. Get out there and experience the world. I traveled. Exactly. I did things I never did. Because in my marriage, I, I didn't experience the whole travel, he date me, take me things, did things for me. And I, I think one of the things that I enjoyed when he was trying to, when he was being friendly, I guess he would call it today, when after we were divorced, you know, I didn't have that. I never experienced that in a relationship where the man was courting me and, you know, doing those wonderful things for me consistently without wanting right. anything, you know, in, a, in return. So I did all those things that I wanted somebody else to do for me. I started doing for myself. To this day, I still buy myself flowers. I'm looking at a beautiful right, arrangement so right now I. that I, I didn't have to buy that my guy bought for me. But, <laughs> you know, be, between those times, I buy myself flowers every week, every Sunday. And I yeah. learned to take care of me. And that's that was one of the biggest lessons. So, you know, like C. Maria was saying, you know, I started taking care of everyone else, taking care of everybody else, helping everybody else build their lives. And, yes, that keeps you occupied. It, it makes you feel like, you know, you're, you have purpose. But it, here I am, here it was 2019, and I started tapping out because I'm like, oh, I'm tired of kind of helping everybody. And I'm, you know, oh, Shauna, do this, try this. Oh, yeah. And then now I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm pouring into everything else. I'm pouring into all these different programs and all these different things. And I still, I need to build my own path. Because when we're not feeling good about ourselves, it's easy to follow different paths that people want you to follow. It's right. easy to fall into different traps. And I just, I was like, you know what, I'm at a space in my life where you know, I'm all this women empowerment, women empowerment, you know, empower to grow. Yay. And I had depleted myself. I had given away everything. I was just depleted when I reached out to her, you know, over a week ago. And I felt literally lost. Like, how can I be lost at this stage of my life when I just, I just, I help people. This is what I do. You know, I tried different things. I read a ton of books. How am I lost? Because I still felt like I wasn't walking completely in my purpose. Early when C. Maria first introduced me, we talked about, or not when she introduced me earlier on, she, we talked about the mission, my, my message. And I was just like, she goes, well, what's your message? I said, I, I empower women. I empower hurting women. She goes, okay, that's your mission, but what's your message? And I was confused. Like, wait a minute, that, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, I empower hurting women. 
what's your message? And at that point, I realized what she has always said, always said to me, you know, you have to be naked with people. So doing this today is me being naked because I'm great at standing before you and being your cheerleaders. I have pom-poms and everything. And what I was lacking on the masses, if I'm sitting with you one-on-one, you might find out a lot more things about me. But what I was missing was the connection of being authentic, of sharing a genuine, true experience and how it affected me and how I grew from it. One of the things that helped me, which I had received from um, a lady, one of my mentors, Duchess Young, known as Magical Lady Duchess, she, I got a self-love kit from her. And at first I was like, I don't need this. I love myself. It's amazing how you realize that you lack the amount of love that you think you have. When you're going through something and someone's tearing you down constantly, you don't feel good about yourself, you know, a lot of that love goes out the window. And we hold on to the feeling of what we know we once had, whether it be for us right. or for someone else. And I was holding on to, and I was living and thriving almost on an empty tank, but of all the reserves I once had. And it was time to stop living on the reserves and start living now, in the now. So I did that self-love kit. You know, it was clean up. What? Clean up? My house is, you know, decent. What are you talking about? But I had to go in that garage and clean out my garage. And that led me to right. finding, you know, the document I stated earlier that said that my husband believed something and where it involved, where if I wasn't able to provide something, he felt it was okay to seek it from wherever he wanted to get it from. And when I saw that, here I am in my self-love journey, and I'm now seeing this, but it didn't sting as much. It didn't sting as much. It didn't hurt. And that's when I realized, okay, I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting that go. I'm, I'm realizing that, yes, it was part of my journey, and it has made me into the woman that I am today. But in order to do you so, know, I had to let go of feelings. Yeah, and I, one of the things that, you know, I was listening to his, his um, reasoning for doing what he did to, the, to you. And me, you know, I would have been that type that would jump out of the bushes and say, excuse me, because then the legal eagle would kick in. And I'm like, so let me understand something. If you didn't think that she loved you, then you went out and did what you did where there was sub-zero love involved with what Mm -hmm. you were doing. So, you know, me, I would have been in front of you with my arms folded saying, could you explain to me how... Your reason is that you didn't believe that she loved you, so you went out and did things that actually included zero love. I had Love had nothing to do with anything. So for me, a lot of times, I think that even on our end, we stay because, you know, some people say, well, I've got kids and I've got this. No, you're staying because you want to stay. You're using the children as a vice because Children are so much smarter than we give them credit for. Many children are so much smarter than we give them credit for, or whatever reason we use to stay. I tell women this. First of all, as you say, 
Be empowered to grow. Empower yourselves. I need you all to be able to sustain your existence without the assistance of anyone. Let me say that again. I need you to be able to to sustain your existence without the assistance from anyone. If you don't have a health condition or some type of a emergency or something that totally alters your life in that way, if you're in good sound mind body and you can work and take care of yourself, learn how to enjoy working and taking care of yourself because a lot of times many people have learned how to have that partner to complete them. I'm here to tell everyone within the sound of our voices, you're complete just the way you are. You do not need someone to complete you. And when the any any partner in your life, any addition to who you are is an enhancement. It's not a completion. It's an enhancement. And when that person, place, or thing, or whatever changes, you are still whole in who you are. We need to understand this, that we are still whole. Now, we may be hurting, we may be bruised, we may be battered, but we are still whole. And we need to learn the next H, which is to heal, so that we can move on and see what the next adventure in life will have for us. Because life is a journey, and it's meant to be experienced and enjoyed. And when you get to that point where someone no longer wants to be that enhancement, when that someone, when that investment is no longer giving you a decent return, you need to sell that stock or let that stock go. And then invest in you for a while while you're on that healing track. And then from there, you're ready to step out and see what this thing called, called life has for you next. And that's one of the things that, again, this show isn't about just dwelling on what we went through. And as Shauna said in the beginning, you would laugh if you knew my story. And so many people are like, I couldn't do this. But let me tell you something. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And we're literally talking about an ex who's brazen as hell. This man is off the chain evil. But again, my trash is the neighbor's trash. To give you all a little bit of insight, it's her trash and her family's trash. Literally, yeah. Literally, literally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because guess what? I know what she has, and as I shared with Shauna the other day, this man has nothing. I'm sure the truck he's driving, the neighbor brought for him. I'm sure that the house that they're living in, she's paying the the rent because he has nothing. He has no retirement. He has nothing. And some people may think, well, how'd you get hooked up with them? That's a story for another day. Trust me, it is way off the chain. And I'm that type that I'm a sleuth from way back. I'm a private eye from way back. What are the chances of one person, two people, same exact first, middle, last, and name, born in the same month, a couple days apart, one year apart, having almost identical police records? The chances in my life are a thousand plus. Long story short, the man was a criminal. He was a smooth criminal. I was his business coach. I helped him to build his business. But in the end, 
it was easier for him to hook up with these women that he could control, usually older, as he put it, where their biological time clocks have fallen off, were outside for the trash to pick up, because he could control them and get what he wanted from them. And when he came home to our home, I just reminded him of his inadequacies and shortcomings. You know, my story in a nutshell, he was abusive. I was raped. I was totally, I looked in the mirror and didn't know who I was. And in the end, when I told him, and I was never mean or combated with him, the bottom line is simple. When he finally left to go visit some old woman he met online, I told him, you no longer had a home. And the bottom line is simple, ladies. Some of you are going through situations like this where these people want their cake and eat it too, as they say. Well, you know, that wasn't going to happen with me. Not in the house that I had built years before I even met this man. And he tore up my home. Don't get me wrong. Because he said if he couldn't get 50% of everything, I'd have 100% of nothing. And the neighbor was that thirsty for a drink from anyone's fountain, I sent her one text in my life to come get your man. I said, but make sure he leaves with what he brought to this, nothing in lies. When I found out that I had married a stranger who was in my home, I wasn't going to live the rest of my life like this because he's brazen. He wanted the neighborhood to know what he was doing. He wanted people to know because for whatever reason, that feeds his ego. And all of these things come together, people. Do they, his, her family still live in my backyard? Of course they do. And do I care? Of course I don't. Because I know what they have. Stop chasing. Ghost. If that thing is dead, let it stay where it is. You could miss out on your blessings by holding on to all the wrong things. I know what he is. There ain't no way in God's green earth I would ever let that back into my life. There's no way. So we need to take care of who we are. And some people say, I'm getting older. I'm getting older and uh, I don't want to be alone. Well, then join some social groups. Do something. But don't you dare allow anyone to make you feel as though you should stay with something, someone. will make you stay in an unhappy place. You deserve better. You just deserve better. That was so well said, C. Maria. Um, so well said. You have my my words of encouragement would be, you know, to whomever's listening, if you know someone going through something similar, hurt, trying to grow, take take a moment and just look in the mirror. You have to be honest with yourself. We tend to look through rose-colored glasses 
at those things that we want, how we want it to be and how we want to look. And you have to just say one day, like, I'm worth it. Like, some, you might even have to tell yourself that you're somebody because you might have been told you're nobody along the way. You might have been discarded so much and rejected by the closest people in your life that you now, you reject yourself. You have to dig deep. You have to dig deep and know that there is a diamond deep within. See, Maria, you told me a long time ago, when I said diamond, it reminded me, you were going, she was going in on me, y'all. <laughs> so you gave, you gave me this beautiful example of a diamond and how the process it goes through. Do you remember that, that, that conversation we had? And you described the process and described mm-hmm. me being that diamond. And this is the thing. If I hadn't, if I wasn't blessed with certain people strategically placed um, in my path along the way, like you can't have your girlfriend who agrees with everything you do, you know, never pulls your coattail to say, sister, you're going in the wrong direction. You, you need to, you got to be around people that's going to tell you the truth. And the truth can hurt sometimes. But you have to surround yourself with people who love you enough to support you genuinely. You have to find people who understand. Like one of the things you heard C. Maria say earlier, you know, we only talk about what we know. So sometimes, you know, I had to realize some of my girlfriends who were never married, yeah, they can understand the pain that I'm sharing because they see me in pain. But did they really understand the journey? Hmm, No. Not the marriage part. They might understand the hurt part. So I learned to stop taking advice from people who did not know things that I experienced, who didn't experience it firsthand. I learned to start even listening to myself. You know, I stopped the negative self-talk. I'm not this. I'm not that. I had to stop that. I was like a pro at it and can write a whole book on negative self-talk in five seconds if you let me. But I had to stop all that. I had to, you got to, you got to invest in yourself, pour love into yourself. All the stuff you are waiting to hear, tell it, stand in the mirror every day and tell yourself that. I don't care if you can just start with one thing. If you don't feel beautiful and you don't want to, you know, you can't tell yourself you're beautiful. I used to stand in the mirror literally, which was the, ironically the first um, title of my very, very, very first speech was, and all I can look in the mirror and say is, I see me. That was all I was able to give myself. And from that it grew to I love me. And I love myself now. I'm more patient. I'm more kind. <laughs> I laugh a little more here and there. I embrace every aspect of my life. I don't wait for approval. I don't take opinion polls from people. I live. I live my life now because I love my life now because I love me. Anything that I allow into my world is an addition. It complements what my foundation that I have now built. 
and I'm happy now. I am. There's always sometimes there's amazing, beautiful stories and the endings and the fairy tales and you know. My fairy tale was to get to that space of just loving me, and I am enough, and I am well deserving of all the love that I have. First. First and foremost, before I pour any love into anyone else, I daily, you know, encourage myself. And I, I daily strive to be my best, again, for me first, before I try to pour into anybody else. And I, you know, one thing I also do, see Maria, I, I guard my, my space now. Because, you know, a lot of people tend to pull on you and they want your, you to help them here, help them there. And we just naturally are helpers, so we go to try to help people. But I'm, I'm more protective now of my space and what I let into my space. If somebody is on that negative path and no matter how much you try to help them, I love them from afar. I support them, but sometimes from afar because I right. can't go back to those spaces of darkness. And that's exactly. where I'm at today. I am happy. <laughs> I'm extremely happy. I have a great relationship with a wonderful man. You know, there are we have our ups and downs because we have we're learning each other. But I'm living life on my terms now, and I would have it no other way. And I would. I'm grateful to have this person in my world who, who supports me, who does the flowers and tells me I'm beautiful without me having to ask or throw a tantrum about. <laughs> and it's just the beginning, you know, because I can throw a tantrum. <laughs> but it's nothing like being, being yourself in a relationship. Right. Or right. well, being yourself and out a of a still. relationship. Even out of reach, that's why I say it's still a journey, and it may not be, you might in the year single, and you may go into 2020 single. Go in the year dancing. Go out dancing and go in dancing. Celebrate right. yourself. We, we women, society, you know, always taught us that, you know, pretty much our worth was attached to, a, you know, a, a mate, a partner. And we, like she said earlier, we strive because, oh, my gosh, you're 30. You got to hurry up. Your biological clock is ticking. And then we yep. start settling and compromising, you know, and even though the person, you know, was running towards us with, a, you know, a red flag as big as the White House, you know, we said, oh, but he's so cute. You see the way he looked at me? <laughs> and we get caught up in the dream of, Somebody makes me complete. I have to have somebody to make me whole. And we're afraid to be alone. And there's so many blessings in being alone. <laughs> there's so many. You there have are. time for yourself. You have time to give to others. You, it's, there's a lot of blessings there. So don't be afraid to people. be okay with being single. Right. And I tell people, you can get the candles and order your favorite dinner. If you can't cook, do whatever you want. It'll be cooked the way you like it. 
You can get your favorite movie, curl up. But like I said, if you're that cold, they have sales on electric blankets. And get yourself a couple layers if you need to. Do not allow anything or anyone into your space. And don't set yourself on fire to make other people warm for a few moments. Because this is the time of year where so many of us get in trouble. You know, there's a lot of people out there looking for a place to stay for the winter months. And then there's a lot of people out there who will say what they want to say just to get at it, tap that, you know, whatever you want to call it. And then you end up with one of two things. You end up being almost 60 years old finding out, oh, my gosh, they're telling me I'm going to be a mama again. Or you end up with something that nobody really wants to have. So you are, we need to put ourselves first and know that it's very important to understand that it's okay to be alone. And if you feel lonely, find a group of friends. We're here. This is my number, 202-618-2556. If you call and you say, see, Maria, you know, I'm feeling some kind of way today. See, Maria is going to call you back and say, hey, it's see, Maria, what's going on? You know, girl, I'm here, oh, guy, whatever. I'm here by myself, too. And whenever the ex is around, he makes it a point. He's gotten better now. He's starting to get more quiet now. I mean, it's been, what, almost a decade? and But, you know, the craziness is still going on. And so many people are like, well, she doesn't look happy. And I'm like, okay, well, karma is karma. It is what it is. So for those of you who are still in our call query, if you want to join our conversation, if you even want to give Shauna a shout-out and give her some words of encouragement, press the number one on your phone. You're perfectly welcome to join us on the air, and we will uh, definitely bring you on to give your insight on how you feel about our conversation today. Or if you want to bring something to the table that we have not um, spoken about, we have about 29 minutes left in our program, so feel free to join in and um, become a part of this, this process. Become a part of this healing, letting people know that they're not alone and that there's you, there's Shauna, there's me. We're all in this together. One thing about our program is that we want people to understand more so now than ever in these current trying times that we are living in, we want you to know that you are not alone. Shauna's just starting her journey. She's just coming out of her her cocoon. She's starting her next leg of this thing called life. She's on her path to find Shauna. She's on her path to find who she is and what she is going to do next and what her message will be. If she comes back, if she decides to come back on our show, she will have that message. She'll be able to tell you whatever it is, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it will be. We will be here on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. bringing you the topics that matter. Now, one of the things that um, 
we do, since we're coming down the wires, that we do talk about the day's topics and things like that. And if you have a topic or something that happened this week that you'd like to um, talk about, this is also the time for you to bring that to the table as well. A lot of times people will send me messages and they will want to know um, my thoughts on some things. So this is when we get into the real talk segment. The last half hour of our program is usually about real talk. So whatever topic you want to bring up, uh, now is the time to do that. Uh, Last week, uh, one of the things that we were talking about, Shauna, was Lizzo and her, when she went to the Lakers game and she was twerking with the outfit that had her whole backside cut out. And then this week, another video um, (laughs) surfaced of her in the Daisy Dukes and half-dressed, and she was twerking up against the counter at some fast food institution. And one of the things, it's leading up to this, people, I, as I said last week, keep it classy. You're not just women, you're ladies. And whether men choose to be men, that doesn't stop us from being the pillar of respect that we are. In the words of the late queen of soul herself, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And a lot of people will not know what that means to you unless you show them. And granted, she's, um, Lizzo is hot right now. I mean, she's hot right now. But again, it comes back to you don't have to be to allow yourself to cheapen who you are just because you can. And I get this, that we're all about body image and being positive, but there's ways to do everything. And notice I didn't even knock what she was wearing. It's what she was doing. And we have to understand it's all about how we handle things and how we respond to things. So, again, Shauna, um got about 25 minutes, but again, the question comes down to being a lady about everything and understanding our worth. And I'm probably a little more unconventional when it comes to this. First, let me say that I am now en route. <laughs> I got to get to my son's uh, swim match. But um, I'm a little unconventional, and I'm torn on um, some of this. For me, one of the Wait, I started living, like really living life when I stepped out of the boxes that society has placed around people and women in particular. I do believe mm-hmm. that women should hold themselves to a certain regard and behave in a manner that will not bring shame upon them. What I now do in life is I allow each person to define that box and that level for themselves. Now, me being who I am, I'm going to obviously encourage you (laughs) to um, present yourself in a pleasing manner. And I'm going to help you understand the consequences should you choose to twerk in the middle of a game and do whatever and wear whatever. Because one of the things I found in my life was that it was hard. You know, people always saying, well, Shaman, you have to do this. You can't do this. But the do's and don'ts became too much. 
And so, therefore, I say live, but understand the consequences that come with each moment. I didn't see the second video that you're talking about. <laughs> like, I didn't see that. Um, so I can't, I can't speak to that. Um, she was a lot bolder than I probably ever would be in public TV. <laughs> like, I would never. Um, but that's just me. I do think that a lot of ladies are doing um, a lot more daring things such as this to get a, um, to get the attention of someone, whether it be a male, female, they're, they're getting, they're looking for attention. Um, I don't know if that was her, you know, her end game, but I think that we have to be mindful as Steve Marie saying, we're getting into the end of the year. It's the winter, it's cuffing season. <laughs> so we have to remember not to, um, become attention seekers and lower right. our standards and our morals and our values to catch something that wasn't meant to be caught. If that makes sense. What do you say about that? Okay. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. okay. I can hear you. Go ahead. I actually I'm having some technical difficulties. I'm hearing a lot of feedback, though. Yeah, hold on a sec. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, yeah. We were having some more technical difficulties, but I put in a fail safe so that we could continue the conversation. So in case one, if my mic stops working, I have a backup in place, but now I had to, it came okay. back. So so I guess what I was saying, though, yeah. is like, I'm, and I'm, this is coming to me again, but we have to know ourselves enough to be honest with our behaviors when we're speaking, when we're feeling lonely this season so that we don't repeat some of those same behaviors that attract the wrong thing and the wrong people in our lives. You have to, I got to, I got to a place before this where I had a mission statement for my life. And Mm -hmm. when you have a mission statement for your life and you believe it, you believe it, what you've said, you start aligning things up to this, you know, to your mission statement, and anything that is in contradiction just can't be. It just can't exist. We have to right. manifest the life that we desire. We have to move past just lip service, which we've all been, been there, done it as well. You know, move past the lip service and start taking action to live out the life that we so say we desire. So, what does that look like? It looks like if you're in a relationship and you know, you know, you've already, you've gotten all the, you know, red flags and you don't know what you should be doing and if you should be there, you know, if the person has maybe been disrespectful towards you repeatedly um, and that person is calling you, maybe not, don't answer. And it's okay. Right. Maybe you're talking to someone that you know you have no business talking to in any capacity. 
stop talking to them. Challenge yourself. Right. Just even, you know, for, if it's just one day at a time, take baby steps. It's overwhelming to some people when they try to jump in and change everything at one time. Don't do that if you're not that strong. Baby steps. If you're used to waking right. up in the morning and the first thing you do is grab your phone to, you know, call the person or to check to see if they're on social media and they're ignoring your, your text messages or whatever, you know, maybe place your phone in another room. So when you wake up, he's not your first thought or she's not your first thought. Baby steps. True. And, and, be kind, and be kind to yourself. Give yourself room to yes. mess up. Don't beat yourself up. That's a good we thing. We all make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because we don't learn unless we make mistakes. We learn from our mistakes. If we're that perfect, this would be a pretty boring place to be. And we do have a comment over in the show chat room from Sheba B., Thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate the transparency and vulnerability. We will continue to heal and elevate to our greater self. The heart is our true self, and we must live straight from that space. And she was so right. We must live from that space. And a lot of times we ignore the heart. And we, when we ignore the heart, the heart is the thing that gets hurt. And when the heart is hurt, it starts to affect our spirit, our souls, and our minds. So we do. We have to live from this space. We have to be transparent first and foremost with the person that we see in the mirror. Because if we're still convincing ourselves that we are children of a lesser God and that it's okay, you know, at least. Somebody brought you a drink at a bar. Okay, that doesn't mean you have to take them home. Even if you're meeting people and you're going out to dinner, dinner does not equate to if he pays the check. That doesn't mean that you have to give him a refund with your body. Let me say that again. Because even if he pays for the check, if you go out to dinner, that doesn't mean that you have to give him a refund with your body. It's okay to go home after a good meal and good conversation. And if you get the impression that that's what this person was expecting, if you're not on that same page with him and you were expecting to give it up, then you know that that's not a person that you should have a second meal with. You shouldn't break bread again. You should break ties with him or keep them at arm's length, arms, foot, heels, length, whatever it takes. That's the difference that these programs that we're going to be bringing you in the next couple of of um, months, we're going to be bringing you all this. This is about us talking. And, Sheba, thank you so much for coming back again this week and participating in our conversations because this is when we learn that we're stronger together and that we can heal and walk this journey together. And again, next time Shauna comes back, we'll get into some more things about healing because right now Shauna's on her mission to start to prepare to walk her journey and to get her message out there. And like I always say, some people don't want to hear C. Maria talk. They may need to hear Shauna or may, someone may have needed to hear what Sheba just said. That's the thing that brings us together because each one of us is a different ingredient 
that comes together to make this beautiful, whatever we're making, this beautiful masterpiece. Each one of us is an intricate part of that. And we have to learn now that we have to come together again because to me, one of the strongest forces on this earth is a group of women who respect one another, uplift, inspire, and motivate each other and can come together collectively to make that change and to help others to heal. That's what this program is about. So again, if you're over in the call query and you want to uh, come on air briefly, uh, we have about 15 minutes left in our program, so press the number one on your phone. You are perfectly welcome to do that. And if you're not ready for all of that, then, of course, thank you for being here listening to us, even through our technical difficulties Thank you so much for sticking it out with us today. And, Shauna, I know that you'll be leaving soon. I know that you're on the road. No, um, no, that's good. But I did want to touch base on one thing, though, if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. One of the things I I wanted to touch base before we end today is that sometimes we find ourselves involved interacting with people that we weren't designed to interact with and be involved with. It wasn't a divine connection, and we hold on. And so I want to just touch on that quickly because we can't heal and we can't move forward if we're holding on to something that's dead weight. We can't find we don't have the space to allow people into our world that's supposed to be there when our world is so filled with people who aren't supposed to be there. This is male, female, friend, boyfriend, whatever. And to the women who find themselves interacting with someone who has someone else, belongs to someone else, Stop. It's your choice to continue in that, but to be your best, live your best, heal to the fullest, we have to learn to we have to learn boundaries and how to draw the line in the sand because people are going to treat us the way we allow them to treat us. If we let them run over us, if we let them talk to us any kind of way, if we settle for second best, they're going to give us that. And your healing will never be complete. You have to know who you are and stand on there. It might mean that you might have to stand alone for a little while. And it might get lonely at times. See, Maria gave her number. Feel free. Call me, 216-990-9080. We're here for you. We can't obviously be with you. 24 7 but we're here to offer you words of encouragement to give you a plan to hope but you have to heal and in order to heal you have to be naked with yourself yourself (laughs) naked with yourself and remove everything that's killing you that's preventing you from healing that's preventing you from being your best and living your best because it's 
It's not just about you. Like, I had to get to this space. It's not just about Shauna, although I love it to be about Shauna. It's just not just about Shauna. I can't just say, oh, you know, I experienced this, I healed, and I learned, and I stay bottled up and keep my lessons to myself. I can't heal and move forward without extending my hand backwards to help somebody else. And the same lies with you. I can't help or you're assigned to in this life. But we go through things to help other people. When you're tearing yourself right. up inside, just picture this. If you're in a relationship with someone who you're not supposed to be in a relationship and you know it, what you're telling yourself is every day you're repeating all the negative self-talk. Every day. You're telling yourself, I'm not worthy enough to have someone on my own. But yet, every day you cry, I, I, I want to be loved. I, I have. I want to have self worth. I want to know my worth. Know your worth. Know your worth. Know your cost. I told my son this morning, everything you do has a consequence, whether positive or negative. Everything. There's a consequence to everything. You can't sell your soul, and then think that you're living your best life at the same time. And it's okay to say no to whatever. It's okay to say no to a person. It's okay to say no to a situation. And it's okay to change your mind. You might find yourself in a situation or a relationship or something where you first were all in, but you realize it's not healthy for you. Guess what? It's okay to say, you know what? I've changed my mind. And not worry about what the other person is going to feel and think. And I say not how they're going to feel because we should be caring, but you have to do what's best for you sometimes. And in doing that, sometimes it's changing your mind and changing your yes to a no. See, Maria did a talk a long time about a long time ago about knowing your no. You know, I I had to learn my no, and now I embrace no. My best sister friend Benita would tell you, I love saying no, <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay. Yep. Tell say sometimes say no to people. Sometimes don't be so hasty. Like she was saying earlier, you know, we just go from, oh, he's nice. We go to a dinner. We go to movies. We jump, we're jumping into a relationship before we even thought about, wait a minute, is this person even in line with who I am, my values, and all that? Right. It's okay to pick up the phone and say, you know what, second thoughts. I appreciate this. I enjoyed your, our conversation. But it's a no for me right now. You don't have to go into it in-depth dissertation as to why you're saying no. <laughs> right. You're saying no for yourself. And and ladies, some don't of you be might so just quick need to, to think some... that... Uh-huh. I was saying, ladies, don't be so quick to think that that's what he wants. Because so many of us, we'll meet somebody, and in our heads, we're already walking down the aisle with the dress and the beautiful flowers and the whole nine yards. Stop it. Sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes it is a good meal or a couple of dates, and that is all it was, will ever be. And, you know, it's okay, like she said, to know your no. You have to know your no. Not just no to them, but no to yourself. Stop overthinking some things. Take every day as it comes. You can't meet someone on Friday. And before the appetizer shows up in your head, you're already married with a big house and fancy cars and maybe one or two children. You can't do this. Stop doing this. And 
let me be the devil. Well, I'm not even going to call it the devil's advocate. I've spoken with so many men who get deterred from women, who get too darn pushy, because they are under the impression that that's what the male wants. That's what he wants. And that's not what he wants. He actually genuinely may have liked you, but because of the way that you came off to him, you pushed him away. We have to change our thinking. That's why I say stay in that queen mode. For some of you, stay in that queen mode. And trust me, a king will come at you as a king. And then others of you, don't take off your crown and lower your standards and hang with the court jester. You're a queen. Keep that crown on. Sit on that throne and remember who you are. And if that means you have to rule your kingdom by yourself, so what? You're still a queen. And that's it. I mean, I don't know what else to say to people. Um, Shauna, we have about seven minutes. You want to bring it home for us, and then well, I'll do my regular well, end game. We, got, we said a lot we today. We, we, we said a lot. Yeah, we said a lot today. Um, and that's just the beginning, people. Stay tuned. <laughs> but the, the last thing I'm just going to say is just simply love you. Love you, love yourself enough to dare to love yourself some more. Does that make sense? Challenge yourself to fall deeply in love with yourself. So when counterfeit love comes, you can identify it and shut it down. Love yourself enough to say no and mean it. Love yourself enough to not sway with the wind when that fine person comes beside you and tells you how beautiful you are. Love yourself enough to want to live your best life and go after it. Take action. Be happy. It's time to be happy. Don't look for happiness in other people. Love yourself enough to be happy within. Find that happiness within. We got this. It's a journey. We've all been there. We've all had to get there to where we are today. Lock arms with people who love you, genuinely love you, for that support and encouragement. And know that see Maria is here every week, every Saturday, 9 a.m., and I'll be joining as she allows. (laughs) Put your seatbelt on. Because this ride to self-love and self-journey, I'm telling you, it is a ride. But it's going to be the best ride of your life. And we're going to get you there because that's what we do. (laughs) I love everybody. Thank everybody for taking. We do. And I just appreciate you having me back on. It's been some time. time. I've enjoyed sharing it and peeling off some layers um, of my life. And I'm excited about where I'm going. And I'm excited to hear the listeners' journeys. So please don't hesitate to email in or call or whatever. Let's connect and let's continue this journey of healing together. Thank you, yep. Maria. Yep. Give, give them your phone number one more time, Shauna. Yes, yes. You can find me at 216 No, that's my personal line, y'all. I can't call my personal line. 216 216- 
916-990-9080. Or feel free to shoot me an email at Shauna Gunter, S-H-A-U-N-N-A-G-U-N-T-E-R at gmail.com. And let's grow. We got this. Thank you. And for me, my number is 202-618-2556. And my email is letsgrow at cmariawall.com. So you all can call call us both, call either one of us, whatever works for you. Tell us your story because we want to have you on this program. And we will sit here and we will walk through this journey with you. That is what this is about. We want to help you to grow. We want to help you to let go. So as we say, ready, set, let's grow. But in order for you to grow, you have to let go. So before we go, as always, I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten those rainy days of yours. I also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, guess what? I want to pray you enough of that thing, those things called strength and courage so that you can face whatever is coming your way and knocking at your door at this very moment and beyond. And from this day forward, I want you to know that you are not alone. Again, Sheba over there in our show chat room, thank you. Sheba showed up last week, and Sheba's back again this week, and I want to thank you for being here again. And if you have a story to tell, reach out, tell us, and um, maybe next week you can come online and um, become a part of our discussion anytime you like. But all of you, tell your friends, invite friends to come on board because we want to grow focus. Again, focus is our registered trademark. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. We are stronger when we work together to motivate, encourage, and inspire one another. We have to be here to heal ourselves so that we can be the beacons of light for our younger generations. And we can do that from learning from each other and working together. So until next time, be well, be blessed. And on behalf of Sean and me, thank you so much for being here for the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. Saturday morning motivation show. We'll be back here again next week at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, keep shining brightly. As we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's good music. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. See you soon. I get lost in your word. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Take my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat Take me away with only good music Oh, oh, oh With only good music Something about the things you said stays in my mind Makes me want to sit down and listen to you I listen all night 
my body goes so crazy. I'd have a beat, man, I love beats. It's the way the music. 